welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business, and on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. All right, let's get into it. So, folks, on today's podcast, we have, I would say it's one of the many superstars from our Facebook group. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been contacting her a couple of times. I've been noticing her uh, rocking and rolling and getting things moving. So I'm happy to have her on. Uh, Ron Toya, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> so uh, before we get into all the details of the group homes, why don't you give me and the folks listening out there, why don't you give us a little bit of background? You know, what were you doing before you found us and what made you even, you know, look into group homes? Why did you find us in the first place? Well, my background is I'm a CNA and I had recently opened my home care agency, which is a non-medical home care agency. And in the process, homelessness became real. And so I was trying to figure out a way to provide service and help my clients with housing. And I knew it was a fine line between having to have a licensed group home. But I'm like, I knew it was a way around it. And I found you all. Well, it took a few clicks (laughs) to find you all because you know, you just search group homes and you get all this information of regulated rules of why you got to do this and that and why the state has to be in your business. But on YouTube, I have found you all and I just kept searching and searching and went on the podcast and listened to a few. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play it out, click enter and pay for the course and get started. Beautiful. And that was just a little over a year ago, you said, right? When you, when yeah, you January in our private Facebook group, I had updated like, wow, you know, January is here and it's a year ago that I started this journey and I'm glad I did. Now, before you found our material and stuff like that, you did mention there was a lot of other information out there. So how long did you spend kind of going down the rabbit holes before you finally got the gold course? It's all the light if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I've been going down a rabbit hole for a few years, Mm. a few years. I've even started the licensing process and stopped because it was too hard. But once I found your course and I was like, it's not fake and it works in all 50 states. Yeah, I was sold. Perfect. So you've gone down, you've tried to get the license route. You've started a, a healthcare company. You said that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a separate company. Yeah. Um, maybe for the folks that are new to us and just kind of just checking out the podcast, just like you did, right? They're wondering, they're like, man, is this a scam? What are they talking about? Like, oh, they definitely. What, yeah, what, scam. <laughs> do you, you know, explain to the folks out there, you know, the differences between like what those other rabbit holes were telling you and then what we tell you about as far as the licensing is concerned. Okay. So the main thing I want everybody to know is the difference from being licensed and unlicensed, as we call it, is licensed, you're regulated by the state. Unlicensed, you're not regulated by the state. You're 
actually just a landlord. And if you remember that part, you are a landlord providing affordable housing to individuals who are disabled, you can never go wrong. Bingo. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) (laughs) She's been studying, folks. (laughs) So... (laughs) What does that mean? So if the people are disabled, you know, do you just let them in and they're they're on their own? Or what do you do if they need some type of service that requires a license? If they need some services, we outsource it. For me, because I'm already a home care agency covered under an LLC, and I have my unlicensed group home covered under an LLC. When my clients come into my home, I evaluate them. And if I feel like they need services, I outsource the services to my other business as if I would outsource it to physical therapy or another doctor or somewhere else. Beautiful. So you're actually, so again, what even what Andy does and what a lot of our members do out there is exactly that. If you do get a tenant and they do need some type of service, you know, we're not doing anything illegal. We're not taking in people that need care and then not providing it for them. We're not taking people in that need care and then winging it, right? Right. (laughs) Trying to perform services that we're not certified to do. What a lot of folks do is just simply outsource that to like a home health company. But then what Rontoya here does is she actually has two streams of revenue. So she actually has, she's operating as the landlord and then outsourcing those services if her tenants need anything to her company, which is genius. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Maybe we'll get into a little bit more details about that moving forward. But yeah, that's I want to get that out of the way because just like you, right? That was probably the first thing you were wondering when you when you found us, especially after you've tried to become licensed, right? Yeah, I just realized that if you remove the services that you're only a landlord. I mean, that's everybody is a landlord that opens their home and allows somebody to come in. So if you just stick to that, you you won't go wrong. And once I realized that, and I realized to stop digging for more information that the less I knew, which I had think I heard that on a podcast of yours or an email I had got, it was like, you're really in a good spot with the less you know. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to jump off with this. <laughs> that sounds like something Andy might say. Because <laughs> you will overthink it. Yeah, it's true. And you'll see that in our material. We're just constantly trying to almost force people like, hey, guys, stop reading. Start picking up the phone. Do what we tell you. So you figured that out. You joined the gold course about a year ago. Let's take it from there. What was it like? What were kind of like the first steps that you started to do once you kind of wrapped your head around the legal things and finally realized like, oh, wow, I can't just start my business. What, what were the first couple steps like? The first thing I did, I started purchasing furniture because I was like, you know what? If you start purchasing furniture, you're serious. And so I bought a twin bed. I bought another one. I bought a couch. I bought a table. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And I just started moving things into the home, getting it ready. And before you knew it, it was it was filled with all the furnishings that was needed. And actually, that next day, I had a caseworker because I had put a flyer on Facebook Marketplace and they found it. And 
we set up an appointment and the client came out and now he was my first client who actually ended up needing services. So my first client, I was able to double dip as I would call it, but I was able to provide housing and I was able to provide services. Beautiful. So you had the property beforehand? Yep. I had the property beforehand. What was that? Was that like a a real estate investment property or? Nope. It was a family owned property that needed some work done to it. So I was working on it as I was going through the course. And then I was like, I'm going to start buying furniture. If I start buying furniture, I'm not going to turn back because I'm like, I wasted my money. So I did that and got my flyer and 90 days after the project was done, because I wanted to do some finishing touches. It took me 90 days. And in April, I opened. So 90 days just to put the finishing touches on the house, get the furniture in there. And how long, I mean, you mentioned you put an ad out on Facebook Marketplace and the next day you, you had yep. like your first meeting. Yep. <laughs> Man, so. I sure did. So did you wait till the house was ready before you started marketing? Well, only because I had some contractors doing some work. That was the only reason because it just kept, my deadline kept getting pushed back. So I waited till they were out and I started marketing. But for my second home, no, I just was marketing like crazy. And when I got an overflow, I said, oh, it's time to get another home. Boom. That's the model right there. <laughs> so <laughs> looking back, and this is what we're, we're always encouraging the folks that are new. You, you probably see it in like the emails and even in the Facebook stuff, right? Is, um, mm-hmm. And Andy follows this, you know, still to this day, he did what you did kind of for the second house. Looking back, do you kind of wish you were maybe pumping up the marketing before the home was, was ready? Yeah. I would at least introduce myself more to the community because I could have had houses lined up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's what we recommend to folks out there. Again, once you, you know, obviously you have to get your questions answered and kind of get your head wrapped around the business model. But then from there, it's pretty much, you know, it's all about the networking, the marketing, finding referral sources, finding those opportunities, right? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's a challenge for folks. That's why we recommend, you know, doing it before you have the property. So you're not sitting there with a vacant property. Right. But yeah, it's also I mean, if you, if the right people see your ads or you talk to the right people, you know, this housing is in great demand. <laughs> and Rotoya found that out, you know, just one, one ad. And then the next day, boom, you're in business. So absolutely. <laughs> what was it like, you know, after that first tenant, which happened pretty quick, you know, what, what was it like kind of filling that first property after you got the first client? It was a ripple effect because the guy was a case manager who had found me for mental health. And so once he brought his client and I asked him some questions. I'm like, you drive your client around. He like, yeah, I take him to the doctor's appointments and I, I make sure he gets his meds. And I'm like, so you're going to stay with him? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be coming up by twice a week. Is that okay? I'm like, sure. You can always come by. I was like, are there more of you? <laughs> How many <laughs> clients do you have on your load? And he like, I have 30 clients. I'm like 30 clients and you have to 
make sure they all have housing. I was like, oh, take my number, take my card, tell everybody at the office about me. And that's what happened. And then uh, just word of mouth from there, right? Yeah, it was word of mouth. So you joined the course in January, took about 90 days to get the home ready. Was that the first time you like fixed up a house before? Oh my goodness. Yes. I'll never so you, do it again. You learn, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I will rather pay first month rent and deposit to a house that's ready and get going. Or, you know, it's just something you learn the hard way as many people do, you know, uh, yes. construction is almost never on time and never under budget. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If a contractor tells you 30 days, you know, plan for 60. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man. Right. So it took about 90 days to fix it up. They mm -hmm. probably told you it was going to be 30, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then started marketing. And then was it like uh, after you worked with that caseworker, was it pretty quick? And you, and you got the home filled up rather quickly? Yeah, my home was filled in 90 days. Beautiful. It, it was definitely filled. That's what we tell you guys, you know, <laughs> be up and running in 30 to 90 days on average. Yeah. Which is, again, if you go back and think about all those rabbit holes you were going through, nowhere else would you would you have heard that. But again, the proof is in the pudding, guys. Rontoya, Absolutely. Uh, just like the other people in our Facebook group, all the other podcasts. It's all about, you know, of course, we, we realize there's going to be some reservations. You're nervous. You got to learn stuff. But once you guys kind of do that and make the decision to get going, on average, I would say 30 to 90 days is when you're going to be in business, which is, yeah. and you said before we started recording, you said that you've been doing this for a minute with us, but I mean, really it's only a year and you have a successful business on your hands, which is I do compared to other businesses out there. That's pretty out of the ordinary. So you got the first home filled up pretty quickly, but then you're on to two. Well, you have two now and opening the third, it sounds like. So, yeah. So what, what happened after you got the first home rocking and rolling? What was it like after that? After the first one, I had like a waiting list. And so I was looking for a property, looking for a property, and I couldn't find a property. You know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Nobody is really moving. So I couldn't find a property with a landlord that would allow me to provide that type of service or do that type of housing, right? So what I ended up doing was I found a landlord who would rent me a home. He did not give me permission to start an unlicensed group home in his home. So I moved out of my home into that home and I started my second business in my old home. Gotcha. Because that landlord gave me the permission to do it. So you were living and you had your personal home mm -hmm. and instead of negotiating with landlords and things like that. You're like, forget it. I'll just go get my own new place, rent that. And then you converted the, the personal home into, into your second group home. Correct. Sacrifice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so folks out there listening, hey, that's an option. We do teach in the gold course kind of how to negotiate with landlords and some scripts that you can use. But, you know, as you found out, it can be a challenge. A lot of them are kind of hard headed. So Rontoya just skipped all that. She's, she converted her, her property into the business. So that's awesome. Yeah, the demand was so high. I was like, yeah, I'm not missing this opportunity. Yeah. And then again, I, I 
always, you know, I'm a, I'm a marketing guy, so I always go back to it, but that solves all the problems. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the people out there who are like nervous about renting a property or getting a property, if you had like a filled waiting list like Rontoya did, you're going to be a lot more confident. You're not going to be iffy about it. You almost like you probably had the feeling like, okay, I need to get a property now. It's yeah, not, it's, it was overwhelming feeling. It'll, yeah, like, it'll, I, it'll light, light a fire under you, right? It does. It <laughs> so does. That marketing, that building the waiting list, that removes all of that hesitation. Like, oh man, if I get a property, you know, am I going to lose money? Blah, blah, blah. If you guys out there are feeling like that, the only solution, pick up the phone and start networking, right? Mm, <laughs> in right. my opinion. So first home was filled in April. You built up that waiting list pretty quickly. When was the second home open? Uh, September. Okay, perfect. So again, within a couple months, she got just two filled homes rocking and rolling. So you don't have to go into specifics, like exact details. You know, we do in the gold course, right? We show our, our financial statements, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's another question that a lot of people have out there besides like the license, the certifications, you know, what do I need? Blah, blah, blah. Just financially, what is in it for you by providing this housing? Like, why don't you just do uh, traditional rentals? No, 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 (laughs) no. (laughs) And why is that? You have that one income coming in, you know? with that one property. With my one property, I have six incomes coming in because I can provide six beds. Is it two, three bedrooms? It's a three bedroom, yep, at one house. And I have two to a room there. And then at the other home is private rooms and it's a three bedroom house. Perfect, okay. So six six rooms total and uh, like just ballpark you know how much how much growth how much are you grossing oh so well I start off at 600 per bed all the way to 850 um if you want a private room but yeah I gotta look at my um I have a bookkeeper now that does that because <laughs> things was just flowing very well okay <laughs> so <laughs> I think our last podcast it, w- it was the same answer so Folks out there, <laughs> you guys can do the math. Rontoya's numbers are similar to ours. And I, I forgot to ask during the podcast recording, why don't you tell the folks where you're located? Kalamazoo, Michigan. So Midwest, you know, we're in central Texas. Very similar pricing though. Our average bed price is right around 600 bucks. And then the private rooms are around, I would say right around a thousand bucks. So it looks like you get oh, nice. a, a decent discount for the. Uh, not after this podcast. Seems like <laughs> I need to go up. <laughs> but yeah, it's all based on the market, yeah. guys. But it's pretty similar. You could do the math, right? So mm-hmm. on average, the bedrooms are bringing in uh, around a thousand bucks per bedroom, give or take. Okay. Mm. And I actually like this answer. <laughs> so if you were to ask a landlord, "Hey, how much are you bringing in per month?" They're going to be like, "They're going to know that to a T." And they're going to know that they cash flow $193 if everything goes perfectly, right? Because yeah. <laughs> the, mar- the margins are so slim, right? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever looked into real estate investing or anything like that before this? No, my mom was the real estate investor. And so she has the properties. Okay. And 
her tenants take her on hell dates. Say so it again? I, her tenants take her on hell dates. <laughs> it's a horrible process of kicking people out if they don't pay. It, it's just horrible. I feel yeah. sorry for her. I told her to, you know, she can always cross over to my world. Yep. I'm the same way. I used to do uh, real estate investing, not not the buy and hold strategy. I learned from other people's mistakes that I didn't want to do that. So uh, yeah. kudos, kudos to you as well. <laughs> and avoiding the uh, the new term we just learned, hell dates. <laughs> yeah. Get it into uh, that type yeah. of investing. You'll definitely go on a, on some hell dates for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, your mom, you know, if we were to ask her how much she's cash flowing or how much she grosses, I bet you she knows it to the T, right? Because if anything goes wrong, she's going to lose money. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that brings up kind of another question and kind of almost misconception, right? So we're talking about these hell dates, but that's what your mom deals with, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of counterintuitive, especially to people who have you know been landlords before, right? They've mm-hmm. gone on these hell dates. They've gone through the eviction process. They have problem tenants, right? You see all the kind of headaches that your mother deals with, right? And right. She's dealing with just one person in the house and probably qualified people, right? They have full-time jobs, good credit, et cetera. Exactly. They show you everything good to get in and right. then it's boom. And then, yeah, then all the headaches occur. So how do you handle not just one qualified tenant, but possibly six folks that might not have full-time jobs, et cetera? What are, what are kind of the systems you have in place to avoid all those quote unquote hell dates? <laughs> well, I avoid the hell dates by one, you know, some of my tenants gets SSI or SSDI. And so because they don't want to be homeless and because they have a roof over their head, some pay on time, you know, I show up and some directly give me the rent money or some are not capable through the state to be able to do it. And so they go through a payee service. And so I have found two payee services that allows me to become a vendor or a provider connected with them. And they direct deposit into my account first of the month. So guaranteed checks, folks. That's one of the major advantages to this business model is that uh, we and and Rontoya, yeah, we have, there's more people in the property, but we're not chasing everybody down on the first of the month to collect that rent, right? It's going to be direct deposited, typically either directly or indirectly from Uncle Sam. We also, yeah, you might be building this up still, but there's a lot of nonprofits and social service organizations and programs out there that will pay you as well. Are you working with, with any organizations like that yet? No, I haven't got that lucky yet, but I'm learning. The recent one I learned that I shared in the private Facebook group is that Adult Protective Services, I'm not for sure what it would be called in each state, but at your local DHS, they have Adult Protective Services there. And that's um, recently a contact I've shared with that um, has been helping individuals with housing, and then they will pay either first month rent or a deposit for them to come into your home. 
just to get them started. So that has been nice. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of programs like that out there. So how did you find that program? Was that like referred to you or did you did you find that when you were you were digging things up online? No, actually, somebody found me. Somebody kept sharing the information and sharing the information. And I was like, you know, people who are low income, you know, are connected a lot with uh, food assistance and DHS and all of that. So I'm like, why wouldn't I share my information with them as well? So I'm sure I've sent the email over, but they had actually said someone else had uh, provided that information. Yeah. And that's why we say to cast a wide net. Mm -hmm. The first thing we have our coaching clients do is just get as many contacts as they possibly can in their area of folks that would be even remotely associated with these demographics. So like social workers, caseworkers, then we show folks how to do like the the email blasts and everything like that. Of course, it it helps if you have a website when you're emailing people, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Most of the people in these industries are just like you guys, just like Ron Toya, right? They're in here to help these people out. So even if they don't necessarily work with clients that need this type of housing, everybody on that list probably knows another 50 to 100 people just like them, right? So exactly. You know, once you cast a wide net and once you start getting the word out there, it's kind of like a like a floodgate almost. <laughs> so just uh, specifically, you know, what, what are you doing for your marketing? Are you doing like the email marketing, SEO, AdWords? What's kind of your marketing look like? I am doing emails, but I'm not doing like, what is it? The mass emails. I just, every once in a while, I'll send one to different agencies that I know of. Or when I Google different places, I send them out. And then I follow up with a phone call. Because my beds are full, I'm stuck. I can't do anything. So I don't want to create <laughs> a big waiting list because people already know about me. I already have two homes and now I'm headed into my third home. I will be doing a little more marketing, but my third home, I am considering making it a licensed home. So I just got to figure out, I got a lot of options. So this has just opened up a bunch of opportunities for me. These are all good, good problems and issues and things to be considering, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you think it would happen so quickly? I mean, it's, a, it's been a year so far and it sounds like you're rocking and rolling. I did not like my confidence level is through the roof. It's, it's awesome. I can just sit and talk about this all day long. so let's kind of get into that like uh you know what were you doing before this were you kind of focusing on getting the healthcare company started or did you have a day job what was that like yep due to the pandemic I was like you know what I don't want to work for anybody else I want to work for myself and so I was focused on the home care agency business and um that took off well enough for me to look into your program. And then I was like, you know what? I don't always want to have to provide services. I just want to provide services as needed and hire my caregivers to go out. And I was like, I want to get into real estate, but I want to save up doing my group homes, my unlicensed group homes to be able to purchase my own property. And then I feel like I'll really reap the benefits. So that's my goal. Perfect. We believe that that should probably be the end goal for everybody that does want to scale this, right? 
Right. Even if you don't think of yourself as a real estate investor, I mean, eventually you're going to fall into it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if if you can learn kind of the strategies that me and Andy do to find like off-market deals and things like that. And if you can find some good contractors, right. And fix fix the properties up and things like that. Then rather than like flip the homes or rather than do the buy and hold, you get, all that equity, you get the properties at a discount, you get all the advantages of home ownership, and you have these cash flowing community helping businesses operating out of the homes. It's a, uh, we call it, <laughs> we call it the McDonald's method. Have you ever heard us talk about that? Mm, I'm not sure. Do you know what McDonald's makes the most amount of money on for their business? Is it burgers? Is it burgers or is it fries or is it real estate? Oh, <laughs> so See? yeah, they're honestly, they're like one of the biggest real estate investors in the world. Right. But then, they yes. have, and then on top of that, they have the burgers and the fries that they're selling out of their real estate. So it's almost, it's almost similar to that. So nice. Yeah. As you, as you grow, as your business expands, you know, reach out. We're happy to share any like uh, real estate investment strategies with you so you can scale quicker for sure. Awesome. Thank you. So that's kind of, I guess you answered like one of my next questions, you know, that's what the future is looking like then, huh? So you have, yeah. the, you have the third property. Is that, are you working with a landlord for that? Is it one of the, the family homes or what's the strategy behind that? Nope. I'm working with a landlord who's actually very open to this method. Okay. Perfect. Um, and so I'm like, what? <laughs> what was that like? Cause we touched on it, how that can be a challenge and you see it in the private Facebook group, right? It's one of the biggest challenges that people face out there. So what were the negotiations like? What was it like, you know, talking to that landlord and, and why did uh, he or she decide to work with you? Well, for this particular landlord, I found them on Facebook marketplace I was just looking for rental properties and, you know, you click that send button and it say, is this property available? And they were like, yeah. And so I had kind of told them who I am and what I'm looking to do and asked them were they open to allowing me to run a business in their home. And then, which was crazy about this whole situation is it actually used to be a licensed group home. And so I went back to the state records and pulled up an old file and I said, hey, this home used to actually be a business. Are you open to allowing me to make it another business? And they were like, we're the new owners. We did some upgrading to the property. Sure. And so it, it went from there. And they said, we have multiple properties if you're interested. I'm like, I'm very interested. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And was there any like, did you need to work out like any type of agreement with them as far as like splitting revenue or no, no, or they were just they're just happy to work with somebody that's going to be happy to work with someone who is going to pay on time and who's looking to be a long term tenant, possibly. Yeah. So in the gold course, you know, we have a we have a section kind of dealing with this and. That's what we recommend when you guys are speaking with landlords is, you know, don't just start out like basically asking if you can sublet their property. Right. But, right. you know, make it professional. You're a business owner. 
you're offering affordable housing. Um, Rontoya luckily has the background to where she can say, hey, you know, I have two properties. This is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. Right. But yeah, really, it's it's about kind of letting the landlords know what's going to be in it for them. So bare minimum, some landlords just want to work with someone that's professional and is going to pay them on time, which it sounds like that's kind of what, what you came across. But there's also, you know, think about it. I'm guessing if there's any miscellaneous maintenance calls, you're going to take care of that, right? Oh, absolutely. I told them I will not call you about petty things. Bingo. (laughs) So (laughs) she's making great money. She's professional. She's going to pay on time. And you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier. Like, it's not like you're just going to be here for a year and then you're going to move out, you know, leave them with some messed up apartment. Right. Right. Probably planning on being here until you need to live in one of these homes. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So think of it from the landlord's perspective. They're going to get paid on time. They have a professional high earning tenant. It's not going to call them for like, you know, because the toilet's clogged or something like that. Right. (laughs) The smoke alarm batteries, you know, beeping, you know, they're not going to get called in the middle of the night for that. And Rontoya is going to be here probably for a very long time. So not only do they have one property, but if this one goes well, they're open to you know, who knows how many other properties ready to yeah. work with you on. Yeah. And then another thing I tell individuals in a private Facebook group <laughs> is that yeah. ask your friends and family who their landlord is. You know, if they living in a home, obviously that landlord has other properties. Mm-hmm. Maybe get their information and call. Like I got lucky. I called a landlord of a friend of mine's and he has a hundred properties. And so we are looking to do business as well. And so I have two landlords that's on board. Nice. After the uh, podcast recording, stick around. I'll show you some marketing tricks so you could go huge, right? Yeah. (laughs) Cool. cool, And then my other thing is now that Airbnb is, I call it highly contagious. Everybody is doing it. Mm -hmm. Do not be scared to talk to these companies, these corporations or whatever about leasing their property. Cause right now you can go on Airbnb and you can look in another state for a place to stay. And it's a home. Some of them own it, but some of them are condos that they don't own. Some of them are, are just a lot, (laughs) you know, a lot of different things. Airbnb has just giving me the confidence of I can rent anything if I can afford it. And they give me permission to run a business in there. I can do it. So you, you go on Airbnb and contact the Airbnb owners. That is a way you can do it as well. But one thing I was saying too, is that because a lot of Airbnb properties, some people are subleasing these properties and you're renting it out for a weekend with your family. So don't feel like, oh, what landlord is going to go for this? It's a lot of landlords. As long as you pay them their money, they will allow you to do what you want with the property, possibly. Just don't be scared because people are doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Some, And it all depends on your pitch, too. Some landlords might be closed-minded, but once you kind of get the points across, and especially if you're negotiable, right? So. A lot of people in the Facebook group, some Gold Course members, and probably some folks listening out there, they're wondering, you know, 
hey, what do I do? Like, I can't afford a house. I can't even lease a property, right? But mm-hmm. if you understand the advantages of this business model and you do the foundational work that we teach you guys, you're going to be a major asset to these landlords. It's just about being able to communicate that with them. So you're going to be bringing in a ton of cash from the group home business. So we recommend if you're looking to partner with a landlord, you know, maybe agree to pay above market rent or even split the profit somehow. And then like we said, right, if you if you guys actually follow through with what you say and to be there for a long time, you're not going to hassle them. You're going to pay them on time. That's all these landlords want. Right? They just want to yeah. be paid on time. They don't want to be called. Right. So right. I want to be surprised if your mom starts blowing up the phone pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she already said it. As a tenant yeah. move out, She's going to give me first dibs to rent it. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So Antoya, it's been with us for a year. Took a couple months to get things rocking and rolling. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about like, what's your day-to-day, not just like the job duties, but what's your lifestyle like now compared to like maybe a little over a year ago when you were just looking into these things and trying to figure it out? Wow. <laughs> it, it's awesome. I would just say everything is a business (laughs) write-off. Do you have a lot of time to go do these uh, business write-off activities now? Absolutely. I make time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What's the day-to-day job duties like with the two group homes? You know, are you there 24-7? Are you there caring for the tenants? Is it it a lot of work or what's that like? No, um, actually... Because I have the home care agency, I do have staff. So there are caregivers that do go in. And sometimes I go in as well. But I go in just to check. I do have cameras in my homes. So I'm able to check from anywhere. And it works for me. Um, I go in for a little bit, do what I need to do, make sure everybody's okay. Make sure there's not nothing that I need to know. I, I just want them to see my face, but it's not like an eight-hour shift. Exactly. I'm not stuck. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a trick question. I think I, I was going to know the answer anyways, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got two properties. They're cash flowing pretty healthily. It's going to be rocking and rolling besides the home health agency because that's like a separate company, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to just to take the group homes on like the three properties – you know, how much hours per week do you think you would you would need to spend on that business? Oh, because I live so close in the area. If I drive past the house, I'm going inside. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's going to be 30 minutes. I'm in there. Yeah. Um, and that's, just, uh, that's just stopping in and saying hi to everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, that really is. Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head anyways. Not like, and again, the reason I ask this is just because a lot of people's misconceptions, they imagine, all right, if you, okay, so you don't need a license, get this thing going, but now I have to be there 24-7, taking care of the tenants, and it's just not like that. <laughs> no, like, you know why it's not like that? Because you're going to screen them. You're going to, it's going to be a whole intake process and you're going to talk to that person and you're going to see if they're a good fit for your home. If you feel like that person need more services than you can provide or more service than you're willing 
to do to get them connected, then don't take that client. Bingo. So when uh, the third property you have already and you're going, you think you're going to go the license route with that one? I do. I do think I'm going to go the license route only because it was licensed before. And now that my name is getting out, the hospitals and the nursing homes are calling me for both. And so one time the client needed 24 hour service. And I was like, I don't provide 24 hour services that would need to be in a licensed home. You know, if they get discharged from the hospital or the nursing home, they need to be pretty independent enough. We can get them connected with um, home care services, but I cannot provide 24 hours at this time. And so because my phone is ringing off the hook for both, I just, I, I got to try it. Beautiful. Yeah. We don't discourage that. We just let people know the options, right? A lot of people just think that they need to go that licensed route. No. If that mm-hmm. is one of your goals out there, we recommend, you know, go for it. There's advantages to that route for sure, but it's just, you don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you do want to do that, why don't you start start off walking before you run? Yes, start <laughs> off the easy way. Get the stress off your back of like, you know, get some income coming in, free up your time, right? Like, yes. um, you know, I, again, imagine trying to start your licensed facility like a year ago when you were working full time and then needing to, to do this stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, you'll definitely have to come on for a part two to let us know how that goes. Yeah. uh, Let us know how the, how the real estate investing's going to go in. So absolutely. You kind of touched on it, but this is kind of how I like to wrap things up. Why don't you, you know, let us know a little bit more about like the, what the future is like. So you've been, with us for a year, you know, what do you, where do you see yourself in like the next uh, one to two years? One to two years. Oh my goodness. Like a year from today. (laughs) I had made a joke in the group and I said, I would like 12 properties. And (laughs) that's doable. (laughs) (laughs) With this method, I'm like, man, I was doing it as a joke, but it's really doable. It really is. I mean, think about it. One year you've done three. Yeah. Only Andy has a really great quote that's pretty powerful. It's kind of related to this. A lot of people, they overestimate what they think they can do in like a month and they completely underestimate what they could do in a couple years. So, I mean, even if you stayed at the pace that you're at now, that joke of a goal is like three years from now is where you're going to be at if you just stay yeah. at the pace. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's assuming you, you don't learn anything else, which is probably not going to be the case. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know, set big goals, set goals that like scare you or make you laugh. Right. And uh, yeah. be surprised at what you can do in a year or two. Absolutely. Now, you've mentioned the private Facebook group a couple of times and I did, too. That's again, that's how I found you. So <laughs> why don't you tell the folks a little bit about that? The private Facebook group, the (laughs) private Facebook group is family. It's a community of individuals helping one another. And it's like you in the search bar can click on somebody's name and you can just see their journey because we always sharing. We're always 
updating new information. You can even see where I started, you know, where I was losing my mind. Then everything was cool. Then I was losing my mind. And then everything was cool. And then here I am with my second home. And I just uploaded information about how I'm going to be signing for my third home. And everybody is just, you know, cheering you on. It, it really makes you feel good. And then you feel like helping somebody else, you know, because you've stepped out of one place to the next spot and then somebody else is coming in. And like you just share. Well said. And we, we pick things up from that, from the group. I'm not even going to lie. Andy picks things up from you guys as well. So <laughs> you uh, probably heard us mention the gold course. So guys, that's a, it's an online library, you know, filled with how to guides, videos, sample material. And one of the major bonuses to that it's grown, you know, exponentially over the last year or two is that we have a private Facebook group for everybody that has the gold course. And in that, as Rontoya mentioned, you know, there's people of kind of all levels, right? A lot of, if you go through this podcast, a lot of the people you hear on the interviews, they're in there, they're active, you know, just like Rontoya is answering questions, sharing material, what works, what doesn't, you know, just that alone is worth the price of the gold course, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Even, even if you skip all the material in the gold course, which I don't recommend, right? But even <laughs> if you did, you could probably, you could probably learn everything in that Facebook group, especially if you're uh, proactive and like asking questions and using the search function and things like that. Absolutely. So, yeah, folks listening out there. If you are interested in this business, if you're not on our mailing list, you know, go to grouphomeriches.com, sign up for the free material check out all the YouTubes, the podcasts and things like that. If it does sound like something you want to get rocking and rolling on, I definitely recommend you sign up for the gold course, go through that material, join the Facebook group, pop in there, ask questions. Good chance that uh, Ron Toyo will pop in there with an answer for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And if, uh, if folks want to reach out to you, you know, where, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Ron Toyo Williams. Feel free to send me a DM or you can email me on my business email page, which is uh, LenoraAFC at gmail.com. Perfect. So stick around here. I'll, I'll talk marketing with you for a little bit. Folks, again, reach out to us or Rontoya if you have any questions. We look forward to working with you guys. Rontoya, thank you so much for, for coming on. And I look forward to part two here soon. Once you yes. Get number three rocking and rolling and get those uh, other properties lined up. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much.